0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Amen. Some of you are thinking, that's the first time my spouse has said a kind word in weeks. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I'm so glad that you're here, and I... I, I do realize I am I am teaching in front of the flow tonight. I uh, said so we could spiritualize it. The only place it's been raining is in the altar. That's a fact. Just about if there is a possibility of a leak, we are going to see it because there is four to five inches of ice that's on this building. That somehow drain systems froze, backed it up, and it revealed every weak spot in the in the rubber roofing. And pretty much this is it. This, is, this is, looks well compared to what this looked like today with a 50 by 30 foot green tart that was spread in here trying to catch some of the water. And uh, I do want to say before you're seated that people have worked very hard. We didn't ask for a lot of help to come. And the reason is because you can only have so many people up there chipping away at that ice on the roof, I knew we would have a ton of people. People were calling in, how can we help? We'd like to help. And we knew it would be a lot of help. There was minimal things to do to have a ton of people coming. The main, main thing was maintaining the flow the flow of The, the sound system, <laughs> I'm teasing. But the flow of the water and trying to make sure it doesn't get on any of the equipment. And there's been several that have been doing that throughout the day. It's been many, many hours, and we've moved literal literal tons of ice uh, off the roof so we can get water back to stop the leak uh, and so the roofers could try to patch it. Uh, Be seated a moment. We are in a predicament that the roof can no longer be maintained. Neither is it in any condition to be patched. We have to replace the entire roof. Uh, we had and so be praying about that we do a God's house offering every year and I've already had people that have called me said have been in prayer interceding and praying we're going to give to this roof we have to replace the whole roof uh, and we've 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 patched it for 18 years because when it was originally done it wasn't done right and uh, but the material is now compromised and uh, you just can't patch it any longer it all has to be replaced so we will see bids on that and have some people looking at that. But this time we will have a pitch that is put on that so it will drain right. Uh, this, the draining system was not done right. So in some places the drain is higher than the roof, which just makes no sense. You don't even have to ing- have an engineering degree to know the drain should be lower than the roof line. Uh, but uh, we have some things that are looking to get it done right. And I know God's going to move on you and he's moving on me. How many want to see it done? Can you say amen? "Amen"? And so, this building is too important to the things of the kingdom of God, to our youth, our school, and everything we do, where we worship and honor God. And so, be in prayer with with me about that. I do, did see Elizabeth DeCaro here somewhere, and I want you to know we're so sorry about your sister and and her daughter. Uh, you heard about the house fire that was in South Zanesville. She lost her twin sister in that house fire, and her daughter died in that house fire as well. And uh, we're believing the, the, the funeral is going to be Saturday. I know she had to come back from Indiana to be here. But uh, I think we ought to stand and lift our hands and pray uh, for their family and uh, her brother-in-law that's going to be dealing with this and... and um, Would you pray for her as well? Let's let's ask God. Lord, we ask for you to send the comforter. You said you would not leave us comfortless, but you would come to us. Oh, Lord, as the comforter, I pray you would help her through this trial, the loss of her best friend, her twin sister, and her niece. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Remain standing, the book of Exodus chapter 33, I'm going to pick up a little bit where I left off last week, and uh, last week was a little bit of a challenge trying to stay focused because I have uh, never been diagnosed, but I do believe I have some attention deficit issues. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to listen to you and thinking about, all oh, the carpet's wet, uh, I'm, I'm trying to teach you and think, well, then there's the, it's, it's dripping over here as well. And so I'm on this side of it, and maybe just the, hearing the bucket splash behind me won't be as big as a problem trying to look through it. But um, last week I talked about what I felt God gave me a revelation about. And that revelation was about Jesus walking down the road to Emmaus with the two men walking down the road to Emmaus, and they could see him but did not recognize him. It's interesting, isn't it? Later, they said, did our hearts not burn within us? Also, also is when he went and appeared to Mary, but she didn't recognize it. Why? That's the question. She knew him. How she can, she look at him and not know him until he said, Mary. Because I do believe in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the Bible tells us that A carnal mind cannot see the things of the spirit. Only the spirit can reveal those things that are spiritual. And God reveals himself to whom he reveals himself to. And I would say this today. I want to see him. How many want to know the Lord today? I want to know him. I want him to reveal himself to me. Oh, let there be an amen in this building. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to know him. I want to walk with him. Paul said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship. of How many want to know him today? Praise God, praise God. In Exodus chapter 33, Exodus 33, um, verse 13, Moses was very, very special to the Lord. He was not just a prophet. He was sort of the... The, the, the comparison of every prophet. Uh, when Miriam and Aaron wanted to have some, even Korah, wanted to have some qualification to say, well, we hear from God too. We're, we're spiritual as well. He said, I speak to my prophets through dreams and visions. But Moses, the Lord said, I speak to face to face. He was himself raising Moses up a higher level than just any prophet are y'all hearing that tonight. He was he was in a special place to the Lord. and um, let's let's look at verse 13. Now therefore I pray thee, if I found grace in thy sight, this is Moses, show me now thy way, that I may what know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said to Moses, This is the conversation. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up fence. What he was saying, I don't want to go if your presence isn't with us. How many feel that way right now? I want to go because I know you're with us. He said, for wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? How do we know we've got your favor unless you're with us? How many feel that way tonight? He said, so shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are up on the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by my name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me Thy glory. I have been in your presence. You have been with us, but I'm ready to see your glory. Amen. It was different than just walking in the presence of God. He said, I will make all of my goodness pass before thee. It's what he told him. This is a response. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, thou canst not see my face. Y'all see that? For there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, "Behold, there is a place by me. How many believe that? There is a place by me," He said. And thou shalt stand up on a rock. And it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by, and I will take away my hand. And thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Lift your hands and ask God to give you revelation tonight. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We feel your presence in here in a mighty way. You are here in this building, you are here right now, and we want to know you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, would you clap your hands and praise Him before you're seated? You may be seated. God bless you. On this Bible study night, I think it's interesting to find and to realize that God appeared to Moses through an angel in a burning bush on the backside of a desert. Moses' story is certainly... Profound really, because Moses was going to be the deliverer of Israel. Matter of fact, matter of fact, God said, I'm going to make you an Elohim to Pharaoh. That's what he told him. That's what he said. I'm going to make you as God to Pharaoh. It doesn't mean that Moses became God, but what he was saying in a representation of what he would do, because whatever Moses touched. God was going to operate. He said, your hand's going to be my hand. How many remember that? And um, I mean, Moses did powerful things. I mean, you, you, really when you study scripture, you see that God used people to bring forth supernatural, powerful things. They were representations of him. And that can, for some of you, be some of your problem because you don't realize what you represent. You represent more than you. You are representative of the power of God. Can you say "Man"? Amen. And that's right. That's why the Bible says he's made us kings and priests unto the Lord. And so when you're looking at this, Moses on the backside of the desert, he's been hiding for 40 years. He, when, he was, when he was younger, he was in Egypt, raised by Pharaoh's daughter. And he looks out one day and a soldier is beating a Hebrew. It stirred him so much that he grabbed that man because of passion and his love for his own people. Even though he was raised an Egyptian, he grabbed him and slew the soldier and the word got out. And they said, well, are you gonna kill us too? And he had to flee for his life and from Ramesses and flees from life and, and goes out and hides on the backside of a desert. And he is, he's, he's married, he's a shepherd. And the Bible says he was content. Everybody say content. And while he's there, content, been there for 40 years, hiding out, running from his call. He comes around the backside of a mountain and there is a bush that starts burning, yet not consumed. The chlorophyll never left the leaves. It was like flames on it, but it wasn't withering. The leaves weren't crackling. It remained in the same condition, but it was on fire. And the voice of the angel spoke out. God spoke through that angel, spoke through that out of the burning bush, and called Moses and said, "I want you to go lead my people out." And Moses took his shoes off, for the place where he was standing was felt it was holy. Can you say "Amen"? And when he was there, the Lord called him, and he, but God, can you use me? Because have a problem speaking he said did i not make your mouth can i not heal your mouth come on now we so many times limit what god can do based upon our limitations come on did he not make you can he not fix you that's right we've got to get beyond our limitations and start saying he's able Amen, with God all things are possible. I can, amen, do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Maybe you're here and you're shy. Maybe you're here, you're timid. Maybe you're here, you don't feel very confident. Because, but I'm gonna tell you, if you were just put in the hand of God, he's speaking to you through a burning bush. You've already had a spiritual supernatural experience. He's not coming to you by accident. He's got a plan for your life. If you feel the presence of God, it's intentional. It's not accidental. It's not happenstance. He's got a plan for you. Amen. He's got a plan for your life. Don't ever take it for granted to come up out of the watery grave of baptism praying in a heavenly language. Don't ever take it for granted going to church and you can lift your hands and hot tears run down your cheeks because you feel something in that that you don't feel. It's God. It's the presence of God. Amen. Don't ever take it for granted when you feel the Lord. How many glad you can feel His presence right now? It'll lead you, it'll guide you, it'll direct you. It's the Spirit of truth that will lead you and guide you into all truth. (laughs) Moses, Moses, put your hand in your bosom. When He pulls His hand out, it's leprous. Put your hand back in your bosom. He puts it back. Under his robe, by his stomach, when he pulled it back, it was white as snow. Moses, what's in your hand? It's a rod. Throw it on the ground. Threw it on the ground. It turned to a serpent. Now pick it up by the tail. He picks it up by the tail. It turns back to a rod. He says, "So shall I use your hand? So shall I do? I realize you've got. I didn't call you because you're perfect. There's only one good." There's none good, no, not one. The only one's good and worthy is God himself. Come on. I'm telling you, some of you are delaying yourself months, even years, because you look in the mirror and see what you're not when God said, I know who you are. Don't base what you're gonna do on your limitations and what you're not. Let me fix that. Let me use you. I choose who I choose. I give mercy to whom I will give mercy to. Can you say amen? And Moses says, okay, I'll go. I'll go. What, what, are, my gonna, what are my brothers gonna say about me, though? Now, I, I've, I've agreed that you receive me, but what's Aaron gonna think? What are the Jews gonna think when I get there? Will they receive me? Will they listen to me? Just go. And he said, who am I gonna say to them that has sent me? He said, you tell them the I am that I am. Not I was, or I will be. The Psalmist said he's the ever present help. That's what I am means, it's a right now, it's present tent. He's the ever present help in the time of trouble. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, it is without faith, it is impossible to please him. For we must believe that he is, not was, Not will be, but that he is. And that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And may I remind you, he said, I am Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and the ending. Which is, which was, and which is to come? The Almighty. I am whatever you need me to be. It's no accident when they told Jesus Who do you think you are? He told them before Abraham was. He didn't say I was. He said before Abraham was, I am. You know what he's saying? I am the yesterday. I am today. I am forever. I'm the Lord and I've changed not. I come to tell you, he is still alive. He's right here. He's not hanging on the cross. He's not buried in a tomb. He's alive. Look at your neighbor and say, and he does not weaken with time. Look at your neighbor and say, he's not like you, amen. Tell your neighbor, he doesn't even get grouchy like you do. Who am I gonna say that has sent me? You tell them I am has sent you. The I am that I am has sent you. The one that never changes. The one is always the same. The I am. What I was yesterday, I'll be today. What I am today, I'll be tomorrow. God is not changed by weather. He's not changed by bad roofs. He's not changed by political parties. He's not changed by climate. He is not changed by anything that's going on. He remains the same. You want to find stability? put your hand into the hand that never changes. You want to find mental stability, put your hand in the hand of the one that never changes. He never changes. People change. Your spouse will change. Your kids change. Your job changes. You even change. And that's a good thing. You change, but God never changes. He said, I'll go. I'll go. And he did. When he showed up, who sent you? The I am that I am has sent me. Well, who do you think you are? And God, through ten plagues, used Moses to pull them out of Egypt. They followed the signs, and the signs followed them. It's not long until they're in a strange land. The Bible calls it a wilderness. Moments they get hungry and he sends manna. They get thirsty and there's a rock that follows them through the wilderness that doesn't produce trickles of water, but rivers of water. It was enough water coming out of that rock that it would have given enough water. Listen, I've got two cows. They can go through the water. Uh, why did I get two cows? I don't know. They were cute when they were about that big and I could hold them. Now they're pushing a 1,000 pounds eat more than I realized, drink more. Those two cows can go through gallons and gallons of water a day. You've got millions of Jews. You've got cattle. You've got sheep. You've got goats. you probably got little, little, little Jonathan's dog running around. I mean, everything needs water. Everybody needs water. There's millions of gallons of water that come out of that rock, and it follows them. Their clothes grew with them. Their shoes grew with them. God sustained them through the rock. He sustained them through the manna. And God gave them a prophet by the name of Moses to lead them out, that God would appear to him. And he said, all right, I brought you out. Now I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna feed you. I'm gonna give you... Heavenly food, angel's food, I'm going to sustain you. See, when you come out of sin, then God sustains you spiritually. He's not going to pull you out and say, all right, you're no longer addicted. There you go, you buy by yourself. Now, now live real good, be obedient, just do this thing. You buy, uh-uh. Moses said, I'm not going if you don't go with me. I didn't get on this. You didn't just bring us out of Egypt. Now, we got a deal. You got to go with us or there's no reason for us to go on this journey. Your presence has to go with us. Listen, watching it online, that's why Wednesday night church services are important. Listen, I say to hear to the choir, don't, don't be getting this. And I, I realize it's, I, I, I canceled Sunday. I fretted. I've had people tell me, I watched you on the video when you had to made the video. I fretted to cancel church. I do not like canceling church. The Bible says to do it more often as you see the hour approaching, whether it's Sunday morning, Sunday night, or Wednesday Bible study. I think we need to be in the house of God as much as possible. need to be safe. Don't come if you're sick. But we need to be here. Amen. Amen. We, we need to be here. He, and what he's saying, is, listen, what I'm talking about is you can go from Sunday to Wednesday and sometimes you start becoming carnal. You start feeling drained. You feel like you're not drinking out of that spiritual rock. Can I get a witness? You go back to church and you feel like you get refreshed. You get fed spiritual food and you look at your spouse my home and said, I feel so much better since we went to church this morning. You know, I, I know it was tired. We worked hard, tired, worked all day long and got to the house of God weary, weary when the saints come dragging in, amen. But when you got here, then you got in the presence of God like we feel in this room tonight. and You leave and you say, oh, I feel so much better. Come on, how many feel that way? It was worth the drive, it was worth the trip, it was worth the effort because I feel the presence of God. Amen, I'm not in this by myself. I'm walking with the Lord day after day after day. He says, all right, Moses, but it's not good enough just to come out of Egypt. We gotta go. Moses said, we gotta have your presence. He said, all right, I'm gonna sustain you in the way to your promised land, but something started stirring in him. I'm thankful for your presence, but I'm ready to see your glory. What he was saying this, he said, I want to know who you are. I don't want just a titles of all the things that God can do for me. What he was saying was what God wants for every single one of us. He wants every single one of us to be in relationship with him. Listen, uh, our... You, you, you say, well, I know who the president is, but do you know the president? Well, I know who the governor is, but do you know the governor? These kids have sports guys on their wall, LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, maybe some of the old-timers like Larry Bird. Oh, I know who Larry Bird is, great three-point shooter, but do you know Larry Bird? There's a difference in knowing they exist. And then knowing them, nobody knows me like my wife. She knows everything about me, every weakness, every strength. She knows me. We're in relationship, and uh, she calls me Aaron and not Pastor when we're home. <laughs> I was one place, and the, the spouse called him Pastor the whole time. Pastor, 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 Pastor. I'm like. Uh, This, you're not ever calling them by their first name. You know, some people can't come out of the cloud of spirituality, you know. But it just feels good to hear my name sometimes Aaron. Aaron, Cindy, we're in relationship, we're also in covenant. And God doesn't just want to be a God. Listen, you go to the doctor and he's helped you. But do you know your doctor? You know, the clerk down down at at the bank. But do you know them or are they just cashing your check? Are you getting what I'm saying? And so some people can say, God's been good to me. So is my doctor. But do I know my doctor? Some people live for God on the surface that he's been good. He brought me out and they can worship in thankfulness for that. But they don't know who he is. And that's what Moses was saying. He brought us out. You're going to take his sin. We need your presence. We want you with us. But Lord, I want to know you. And that hunger did something to God. Do you know the Lord tonight? Do you know him? Paul writes most of the books of the New Testament. And he makes this grand statement that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. Because 1 Corinthians 2 says, it's only the spiritual mind that can see the things of the spirit. I think we have precedence, Sister Crystal, that the Lord walked with some people and they didn't even know it was him. It's possible that he walks right into this room But you really don't know. I've seen people, what's this I feel? Oh, that's the presence of God. Why is he moving on me? Because he loves you. That's not emotion, that's God. It's his presence. We get all these great things he does for us and how many love his presence, amen. But could I say to you, there's more to it than just feeling his presence. I'm talking about getting a relationship with him where you can talk one-on-one with him and he can talk one-on-one with you. So there's this there's this seemingly contradiction that lies in the text tonight, and it is when he said, "I show me your glory," and the Lord said, and the Lord said in verse twenty, verse thirty, chapter thirty-three, and he said, "Thou canst not see my face." That's what Moses was saying. Let me see you. Show me yourself. We've heard the lightnings and the thunder, and even received the law, but I want to see you. I want to be in a relationship with you. I want to walk with you. How many believe Adam and Eve walked in the cool of the garden with the Lord? Oh, you're talking about a refreshing place. My goodness, they walked with the Lord. I am challenging this church. I feel I feel that verse tonight that says the deep calleth unto the deep. There is something in you that says I am not content being a churchgoer. I'm not content just being saved. I'm not content just being healed. Not Content, just be. I want to know him. I want to be in relationship with him. Come on, not just to know him categorically of what he's done for me, but I want to walk with the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's like the relationship with my dad. I call him dad. You're going to call him Bishop. Maybe on the street, if you grew up with him, you might call him Frank. When he was a child, you grew up with him, you would have called him Frankie. That was my dad, that's my dad, you know him. We know people categorically, but I call him dad because I'm in relationship with him. That's the precedence of the New Testament where we can look at him and call him Abba Father, which means he has brought us in. When you study that word, that word means daddy. You can get up and sit on his lap and have conversations with him. Why are you settling for some shallow relationship with God when he's called you to the deep things of the spirit? You can know him. I don't want him just to be my physician. I don't want him just to be my counselor. I don't want him just to provide for my. No, know I want to be in a relationship. With him. Brother Nehemiah, Abraham was declared a friend of God. And study it, the Bible says, and the Lord appeared to him. The Lord will appear to whom he will appear to. And he only appears if you're sincere and you want to know him. Oh, he'll be your doctor because you're his people. He'll be your provider because faith moves him and he, he, is, he is moved by your infirmity. He is moved by your weakness. It's, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah 8 and 20 and 21, and he says, he says it this way, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? What he was saying, he said, he said, your hurt has called my heart to be broken. That's what it says. Your pain has caused him to have pain. He doesn't look down and get glory out of you suffering and broken and weeping and crying. No, that's why the Bible says he's nigh under them that are of a broken heart. Are y'all hearing me tonight? He's nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. You know what that means? When you're broken, he's near you. He comes near you. Why? He wants to fix your situation. Aren't you glad that before you ever knew him, he loved you enough to come to where you are? When I was broken, when my life was upside down, when I made mistakes that were not, that caused me to fall in my own pit, he didn't leave me. He came to where I was. He came to right where I was. My brokenness was a drawing card to him. He's near me with his presence. But Moses said, I'm not settling for you being the rock that follows me. I'm not gonna settle for you to be the one that provides the manna. I'm not even settling for you being the one that gives us the law. God, I wanna see your glory. So it seems a contradictory statement, doesn't it? Because he tells Miriam, I talk to my prophets through dreams and visions, but with Moses, I talk face to face. But if you read that verse, it says, he said, thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. What does it mean? How can he say, I talk to him face to face? Then turn around and says, no man has seen my face and live. How? I'm gonna tell you how. Because he's not talking about he's seen my face. He's talking about I'm in relationship and communion face to face with him. Not literal him looking at me and I'm looking at him, but we have conversations together. Not just dreams. I talk to him and he talks to me. You are actually seeing that in the text tonight. He said, Lord, would you do this? And the Lord responds, I will do this. Lord, would you do this? Yes, I will do this because I am God. He is talking to him as a man to man. I have had conversations with the Lord where I sat down in the office, when I sat, excuse me, on the altar in Crooksville, Ohio, on a Thursday morning at 10:30. And the Lord came in there when I was praying. I'd have been attacked on the radio. Things had not been going my way because of what I believed in. I had people coming against me and and, uh, uh, I was praying about it one day and the Lord visited me and I sat on the altar and, and on the seat there, the Lord sat and talked to me face to face and he said, I'm gonna show you who I am He walked me from Genesis to Revelation on the need of a son. On the need of the son. The need of redemption for the time of restitution shall come. That he had to come and give his life so you and I could be saved. He walked and talked to me as a man telling you you can have a relationship with God. This is real tonight. I don't want to be a church goer. I want to be, or just a believer. I want to know him. There's more to it than believing that he existed. How about I believe I can walk hand in hand with the Lord? That's what my grandmother believed. That's what we (laughs) believe. Face to face. He said, "Thou, are y'all ready? You ready to dive into a few deep things? Here's something maybe you've never thought before. But he said, and the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me. I want everybody to put your hand like this. Hold your hand out just like this. The Lord said, there's a place by me, Moses. I've got a place by me reserved for you. Why are you settling for a five-minute prayer every, every two weeks, church going to mark off your box, reading your Bible verses to just get it done, religiosity, I'm not saying faithfulness doesn't work, but he said, why, why are you settling for that when I've got a place reserved for you? You can can come and listen to my heartbeat. Become concerned about what I'm concerned about. To know me. Not just down there going through life and want me to lead you through it, but to know me in relationship. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, he said it's the spirit that will show you the deep things of God. I want everybody to say the deep things of God. I don't. I don't want to settle for the shallow things, when there's a place in the deep. But you know, some some biologists have taught us that only five percent of the ocean has been discovered. Seven miles deep. Hydraulic pressure doesn't allow people. They they created submarines. Uh, uh, they created. Unmanned because a human cannot go so far because of hydraulic pressure. Are y'all, are y'all here right now? But there's things down there. They're still finding species they didn't know existed. I love documentaries about the earth and going down. I, I've always loved wildlife and things of that nature. And go down and they've got glow in the dark. So far down, sunlight doesn't penetrate. God, in his creative way, things in the deep. And you sell them for the top three feet. There's things in God pushing back carnality, pushing back sports, pushing back hobbies, pushing back things to say, I'm really not that busy, I'm just busy. I mean, there's a difference. Every American I know is busy to no avail. But God said, "Moses, I've got a place for you." Watch what He says. He said, "There's a place by me." Everybody say, "There's a place by Him, reserved for me." He said, "Thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while My glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with My hand while I pass by." Come here, brother Tyler. You're gonna, you're gonna be in the, you're gonna be in the cleft of the rock. He's gonna put you in the cleft of the rock, and he's take your glasses off, cause he said, "I'm gonna cover thee with my hand." He said, "And I will take away my, when I pass by, and I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen." Now, now understand. I, I believe in this, and the Bible says, the Bible says that. God can measure the heavens with the span of his hand but he could take his hand and cover the eyes of the prophet he can take one span and measure all the galaxies we see because heaven is his throne the earth is his footstool the heavens and the heavens of heavens cannot what the Bible says contain him he's God he's big amen He's omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent. He can't go where God is not. He's here. Can you say amen? When you're talking about his presence, you're talking about the moving of God. Can you say amen? Now watch this. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts. I don't believe that it just meant that he covered his eyes until This. Then he opened his eyes to let him see the back image of him top down. I don't believe that. what it is. I believe it was what he said. I'm going to show you everything from here behind. I'm going to show you the things no one else has ever seen. Time. Are you ready for the deep things of God, Moses? Yo, what is it? Look, 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 look. Look at there don't see anything because it was dark. There's not one ray of light. There's not one moon, one sun, one star. Ready? It was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Watch, I breathe upon the water. When I breathe upon the water, the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters and I said, let there be light. And that was the glory of God. He created the glory. Not chapter verse 14, he creates sun, moon, and stars. There was, he created glory first. I'm gonna show you the back parts. I'm gonna show you the things no one of us have ever seen because there was no human being at creation. But Moses, you're special to me because you wanna know me more than a deliverer that can get you out of Egypt. I'm gonna show you what no man knows. I'm gonna show you the secrets of my being. I'm gonna show you what nobody has ever known how this thing got into existence. Are you ready? And I said, let the hand. there was light. Then I divided the heavens and I divided the, 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 the water beneath from the water above and I poured and reached and I poured land up out of that water and then I covered it with the lilies and I created it the lights, the sun, the moon. Are y'all with me tonight? Because in the deep things of God, in the cliff of the rock, I am convinced this is the spot where he said, Moses, you wanna see my glory? Let me show you everything that's happened up to this point. And that's where we get the first five books of the Old Testament. We get Genesis, in the beginning, God. Where did that come from? Because, this, amen, the Bible says, Scripture came not in time by the women, but holy men of old spake as they were moved in spiritual place, moved by the Holy Ghost, And Moses began to write, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I'm telling you why. Because somebody got hungry for the deep things of God. Somebody got hungry for the things of God and God revealed creation to him. I'm gonna let you see the hinder parts, but I'm not gonna let you see the face. All of a sudden in the New Testament, we get this John 14 Jesus is walking with his disciples in John 14. And he said, I'm the way. He he, he said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. He said, no man goeth to the Father except by me. And when he starts talking to them, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. We'll be so satisfied. Would you show us the Father? He said, have I been so long time with you, Philip, and thou hast not known me? He said, he that has seen me Have seen the Father. That's what he said. And all of a sudden, there's this face of God that Isaiah 9 and 6 records that unto us a child is born, the son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. What? The Mighty God, the Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. And you see this relationship. Now, let's talk about 12 disciples. If you were a disciple, which one would you be? I heard a question like that when I was in college. Which one would you be? There was this one disciple. He was known as John the Beloved. He was the closest. Uh, John, in the picture of the Last Supper, would have been laying his head on the shoulder of the chest of Jesus, close enough to hear, feel his heart beat. Matter of fact, the only disciple that was with him at the cross when he died was John. And the only way he could get John to leave the cross was he looked at John and said, and Mary. They were there agonizing him agonizing there and uh, one man said he could have never died with Mary there begging him to live so he said John behold thy mother mother behold thy son John John Hina at that moment he took her to his house and transferred that sonship take care of my mother mother take care of my John take care of my mother mother take care of my friend and he went John's the only one of all the disciples they tried to martyr him but they couldn't they put him on the Isle of Patmos to torture his mind with the beating of the waves and the water. Amen. Y'all pray for me, this preacher tonight, because I feel a little bit tortured with the pounding of that bucket. Just you know. But it was the waves, the waves which beat the island. Beat. After they're alone and the smashing of the waves, smashing. An, an island sounds pretty good right now, doesn't it, actually, to think about it ocean and sun, but not after a while. You're all by yourself and it's just crashing. It's not it's like the old water drop. <laughs> you will not sit on that front seat any longer. You'll never sit this close to me when I preach again, will you? But that uh, lay your head back. Lay your head back. That dripping of the water. I better look I'll poke your eye out. Amen. After a while it drive you insane. And that's what happened. They put him there to be tortured. They didn't put him there to have a vacation just to isolate him from preaching the gospel. They put him there to be tortured at the Isle of Patmos. He said, but I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he opens his eyes. If you turn to Revelation chapter one, it's so powerful. Because Genesis, bear my heart here to you. Genesis, he reveals his hinder parts. In the beginning, God. Revelation 1 records this way. Hopefully you'll never see Revelation chapter 1 verse 1 ever the same again. It's the revelation of what? Everybody call it the, we call it the revelation of John the revelator but the verse actually says the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant who... John and uh, um, verse 7 says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall well because of him. Even so, amen. Jesus said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was was in the isle that is called Patmos. Why? For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit. That's what you gotta learn to do. This is not about just singing five songs and going home. We need to sing our way into the spirit of God. It's amazing what happens. You go to church, they start singing, we get into worship and all of a sudden you start seeing what God wants you to see. Diabetes being healed and blinded eyes being opened and sinners being saved. Everybody say, in the spirit. And he goes on and says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as, a, as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book, send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus and Smyrna and unto uh, Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Le- Aren't you glad you didn't have to read those cities? And I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And being turned, he said, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the patch with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes, you know what that means? He's looking at his face. He sees his eyes. Moses, I'm only gonna let you see the hinder parts. John, I'm gonna let you see my face. I'm going to let you see the future. I'm going to let you see the end. Moses, you get to see the beginning. But John, there's something special about John. John's not in this for the loaves and fishes. John's not in this for the position. John's in this because he wants a relationship with me. And I'm going to show you what no man has ever seen. Daniel had a glimpse of it, but he didn't understand it. But I am going to unseal some things. I'm going to open. Is there anybody in this room that wants to see the secrets and the things of God? You want revelation? Somebody say amen. Amen. He said, watch this. And he saw the cloth of the garment down to the foot, girt about with the, perhaps with a golden girdle. His head, his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. His feet like in the fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice at the sound of many waters. he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp to sword and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Somebody say amen. amen. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead and he laid his right hand upon me saying unto me, fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. You know what he's saying? I've got you covered from the back all the way to the front. There's no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. I'm gonna be the Lord of your life. I'm gonna be the God of your life. Clap your hands and praise him, amen. Amen. He said, I want you to write the things which thou seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars where thou sawest. What he was saying was this. Hi, Moses, I'm gonna show you the past. John, let me show you something. Look, turn around and look. Look. There's gonna be a judgment seat. It's going to be 24 elders. It's going to be the great white throne judgment. Death and hell are going to be cast into the lake of fire. Oh, can you see it? Look, who's worthy to open the book? We need somebody to open the book, open the seals. Who is it? He was, that had 10 horns, and, and he said, Oh, I know one that's worthy. I see a multitude crying, We know one that's worthy. It's the Lamb. Hey man, how many believe? We know because we've been washed in His blood. We know the one that's worthy. You know what He could see? He could see the end time. He could see. It. You know what I believe? I believe when John was on the Isle of Patmos, he saw Aaron Bounds up there around that throne room praising Him. I wonder if He saw you up there one of these days. I want to be in that course, and I know one that's worthy. He walked up, God got this heel and shed His blood, and that's why we're here. We know the Lamb, Amen, that gave His life. Somebody shout glory. Stand to your feet and clap your hands and give him a high praise tonight. Woo! Come on, I come to tell you the deep things of God. There's more for you, sir. There's more for you, ma'am. There's nothing wrong with him blessing your finances, but there's more than him just being your financial blesser. There's more than him giving you creative ideas to do great things and give things, but there's more to it than him just making us creative in his image. There's more than this than a nine to five job and a retirement home and vacations and prosperity and, and a car to drive and places to go and food to eat and new shoes to wear. There's a whole lot more to him than being my prosperer. There's more to him than being my blesser. I come to tell you there's a relationship with him that far supersedes any prosperous temporal thing that you can own. He's better than the cancer healer, than the tumor remover. He's better than the sin for gay. There's more to him than that. Somebody shout glory. I want a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we're striving for tonight. I want to know him. I want to know him. And the Lord dealt with me that tonight He's moving on us to get in a close relationship with him. I wonder if we have time that he can put his hand over our eyes and say, all right, Tyler, are you ready? I'm gonna show you something, because you've been alone with me. See, people think we're crazy because we go to church on Wednesday. Somebody called me one time and ringed me because their sister converted and wanted to be in church every night. She wasn't fussing when she's going to the party with her, drinking and gambling with her. She is infuriated she wanted to go to church two days a week. What kind of church is this, she said, that will make people want to go? Let me tell you, it's a good feeling to want to go to church every night. Because we don't come because we have to. We come because we can't wait to get into the presence of God. There's something about it in his presence, is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. His hand comes upon your spirit. Somebody show glory. Paul said, Sister Martha, he was 195 stripes, five times stripe, 40 say one, 39 times five, 195 stripes on his back. He said, I've suffered, but something happened to me. And he writes this story and he says, I don't know if I was in the body, out of the body, I don't know, but I was taken to a third heaven. I know a man, I don't know if he's in the body or out of the body, I don't know, but he showed me things that I cannot utter. He showed me things. I'm going to tell you, right, when you get to heaven, you're going to realize all the stuff you wanted down here and temporal things really didn't matter. All the trophies on the wall, car you drive, the house you live in, it just temporary. I'm going to tell you something that you will never regret is a true relationship with Jesus Christ. That He said, let me show you something. Let me show you what I want to do in your life. You what prophecy is. Remain standing. Come here. Let me show you what prophecy is. Prophecy. Prophecy is when you get in the spirit and you learn the impressionable things of God, which you know. But God does this. He says, Come here. Let me, let me show you something. Are you ready? Look. And then the spirit of prophecy. I turn around and tell Brother Garrett, give him a word from the Lord. Because God. In those moments, let me seize what is the mind of the Spirit. I've had people say, you see that in my life? Yes, I do. I don't see it. Well, I do. You need to hang on to what I'm seeing. Aren't you glad that God looks ahead and not just where you are, but where you're going? My, 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 my. I'm gonna tell you something else. Prophecy will never be... Would never contradict his word. Don't leave prophet liars Instead of prophesyers. I've had people come up there and prophesy to me things, and I said, I don't receive it. I made somebody real mad one time. They prophesied. They were lying to me. The Bible says in Nehemiah, they hired false prophets to the discourage. They prophesied to me. They gave me, Oh, you better be careful. This is what's going to happen. I said, I don't receive it. They said, they swallowed their tongue. I was happy, amen. They couldn't believe I wouldn't agree. I'm only gonna believe what the Lord's saying. As for me and my house, he's gonna bless me. He's forgiven me, he's blessing me, and he's gonna show me what he has for me. How many believe that? He's gonna walk, come on, Moses. I wanna know him. Come here, Tyler. Come here, Tyler. When you're gonna open this book, you can't study it with a carnal mind. Eat a whole pizza by yourself. Drink a two-liter coke. Five hours of Netflix. Get on your knee and go in there and open your Bible. Because it's Bible, because Pastor, come on, get up and sit sit down in your chair. Sit down right there. You open your Bible and your mind's all full. Don't ever forget. When Jesus was born, they went to an inn, but there was no room for him there. Sometimes what our problem is, there's no room for him here. Every room is filled with entertainment, self-indulgence, what we want, what we think. You gotta make room for him. Open your You know, when you become empty, you become hungry. (laughs) Your mind's too full. Your belly's too full. Your flesh is too full and you're carnal. Can't pray, can't break through, can't get through, can't feel, can't emotionally connect. And the reason is, you're having a hard time understanding some things. Uh, you know, you think, I used to have such a desire, used to have such a passion, used to have such a zeal, used to want to do this one. But uh, it, it's, it's just, it's too full. You got, you got too much in there, you got too much stuff. Just clean house. The Bible says when she cleaned house, you found it. A lost coin. A lost passion, a lost burden, a lost desire, a lost relationship, a lost ministry, a lost anointing. But I'm telling you what I feel right now. There's some hunger getting ready to break out in the anchor. There's hunger getting ready to break out in here for the deep things of God I want to see. Iara Katanda, la Coro, Bosi, Piria, Katana. He and La lot of all Robo City, Kit, Kanda, Yeh, and a Yeh. He let a lot of all Ricky, the Lala, Labo, Sandra, the Anda Yeh. I want to know you, God. I want to know you. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. There's a call of God in this room. If you want to get a hold of the Lord, you can kneel at your seat. You can pray. Right now, I think you need to dig some things out with him. Say, God, I don't want Calvary to be in vain in my life. I don't want you to just be my stain remover. I don't want you to just be my counselor. I want to be a, I want you to be a friend. I want to be a friend. Come on, who in this room would find a place in this altar somewhere, in their seat somewhere, and get a hold of the Lord? Come on, everybody in the room, I want you to start seeking earnestly the things of God. What is it you'd have me to see? What is it you'd have me to do? What is it you'd have me to be? I want my mind to be full. I want my heart to be full. I want to reserve a place for you in my house. I want to clean out somewhere for the Lord to be in my life. to show you something.